Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm good, thank you. What about you? I'm all right, thank you. Yes, did you have fun in Germany? Yes, we had lots of fun. We did... Um, we tried swimming in various different kinds of waters. We were in a canal. Oh, wow. We were in the Elbe, in the river. We were in the North Sea. Um, and I was even on a boat for a bit, which is unusual for me. Um, that all sounds lovely. Yeah. Was, and which which water came out top? Um, I think I liked the Elbe most. Um, oh, interesting. Why? Yeah. I Because it's not quite the sea. I find the sea a little bit scary. But it was, ah. it's around the corner from the sea. It's where it sort of meets the sea. Yes. And so it's still already a bit salty. So that was, that was really oh, nice. Oh, that does um, sound nice. But the only problem is it really has big tides. So you really have to look at the tidal calendar. Be- oh. So you can only swim, you know, it's slightly, ev- slightly different time every day. And it's only about two hours. Yeah. Otherwise the water is just too far away. I, but I really like those. When, when I was growing up, my dad always had a little book that was the Tide mm. Times, and I just loved it as an object, and reading all the different Tide Times, I think there's something very magical about Yeah, that. there is, definitely, and it made me, I, I felt a lot like a total city person, I get so excited <laughs> just even seeing a cow, you know. <laughs> no, no, I do, I'm like a child, on the, when I go on the train, I'm like, look, horses, yeah. cows. Yeah, I'm like yeah. that. So and then they go to a city farm. There were chicken as well, but they don't. They're, oh, wow. they're scared of me. I couldn't get very close to really? them. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Why. They're shy. They were just overwhelmed by the the sophisticated city girl <laughs> yeah, who just maybe. arrived amongst them. <laughs> maybe. Well, that sounds lovely. Mm, it's very nice. Yeah. It sounds like lots of resort wear opportunities. Yeah, yeah, opportunities. I'm not quite sure I've taken up those (laughs) opportunities. Not always taken, but offered. Offered, yeah. I did wear my new sunglasses quite a bit. Oh, nice. What Mm. are they like? Well, I've splashed out for once. So they're Givenchy sunglasses and they're quite big. Um, So, um, yes, perfect for the countryside, I should say. Exactly. Mm. I, I always make an effort when I go to the countryside, which isn't very often, to dress as I imagine people in the countryside would dress. And then the minute I arrive, everyone just says, if you just come from London, and like, I get asked that continuously. Oh, really? That's so funny. I do not, I don't achieve my goal. I'm like thinking, I'm so out of compine with my little, you know, basket and everything. Oh, yeah, basket. Um, that would have been good. Yeah, I, I didn't have a basket. I, yeah, no, I think I, you know, I think I go to like, what, 18th century <laughs> idea of the yeah. countryside and don't yeah. really... That's Get one way it. of going. Yeah, I hadn't really thought <laughs> about that avenue. Um, sorry about the pings just now. Someone's just sent me some images. Um, oh, hopefully nice ones. Yeah, we'll, I'll see you later. Um, yeah. And then since I've been back, um, I've been looking at makeup in the oh, 60s and 70s predominantly. Oh, interesting. Um, so I'm looking at a particular particular brand um Mm. but it's what what really struck me um so i'm looking sort of second half of 1960s now into the 70s that they seem to have thought that the second half 60s makeup is natural so this idea of we're moving towards something natural seems to come up quite a bit and and i find that i found that initially i found that so strange because 
late 60s makeup doesn't never struck me as particularly natural looking no um, is it less dollyfied because i think of 60s makeup as very kind of like a doll exactly yeah and i've i've spoken to quite a few women who were sort of involved in the makeup industry at the time and there were two um which really made me laugh they said they would they would glue together four pairs of eyelashes and put them wow. on in one go oh and then on top of that they would put individual eyelashes um so wow. that doesn't strike me as particularly natural um however no. i think what it is it's it comes up a lot when they talk about the actual foundation oh. so there must have been some sort of change there and what people a lot seem to say it's not pancakey anymore so it, it's right often... so do they move to liquid foundation i think some do i'm i'm just looking at this revlon um oh. advertising and that is actually again in a pan but they yeah. call it that it's going to make you a new kind of candid complexion um candid. and That's it's good it's like putting on air um, mm. And the texture is so atmospherically light, it couldn't be applied like any makeup known till now. So there's obviously some change in the formula, which I should yes. know, but I don't, that makes it less like a mask, I suspect. Um, but still, I mean, I still find this sort of really, really interesting that this, this sort of idea of it being called natural. And then when you go into the 70s, people seem to say, Oh, now we're actually really, truly going natural. Um, and they stopped doing all these eyelashes and stuff. Yeah. But it's still, I mean, if you think of 70s makeup, it's not... I mean, I don't know. I just find this whole idea of what is natural in, in makeup and generally in fashion, I find that really interesting. And I was wondering whether it has any... At the moment, it doesn't seem to be of any concern at all. It doesn't seem to be something people aspire to or... Well, I suppose now natural is more about like natural ingredients mm. isn't it <clears throat> it's more about what's in the makeup yeah i guess that's really but interesting yeah yeah and it's more yes there's more kind of premium on using natural and in inverted commas ingredients than than having a natural look although there's lots of things about having a natural glow like all the yes. highlighters which i'm completely into highlighters i completely you know, I think they're fascinating and I enjoy them very much. So I cannot, you know, judge. But I do think it's quite a funny thing, the whole for highlighting mm. thing and the way it's like emphasising particular bits of your face. Mm. I like it that you, you put it on your cupid's bow on your mouth. Yeah, I like that. I think that's fun. Mm. And I like, I like, yeah, I just, I think it's fun. But I think it's also, yeah, I think the idea of natural... It's just a construction, mm. and this I—I I mean, essentially, it means wearing shades of brown on your eyes. I guess so, yeah. Or mossy green. I think mossy green. Oh, mossy green. Yeah, I think it has. Wow. I mean, that. I guess that's part of it as well. How what things are called. There might be the perfectly yes. the same <laughs> colours, but all of a sudden they're yeah. plum. Instead yes. of, I don't know, what they would have been before. I don't know. I mean, I can see, in some ways, I can see that early 70s is slightly more natural. I mean, it's all relative in that it's not as kind of graphic and drawn on and, and sort of statement mm. as 
late 60s but it's still very obviously there Mm. but I suppose well I suppose it's even like the transition from like 1920s later 1920s where it's really really like a mask and and you know it's all artificial so just be artificial so there's no kind of question of trying to be natural but then as you get more and more into the 30s there are more things that are closer to to white women's skin tone Mm. um so but it's still to our eye looks really unnatural Mm. so I suppose it because I think that's really interesting actually like how in a particular era when you're living in it you kind of believe that looks natural but if you look back on it you think wow it really doesn't Mm. another thing that comes up a lot in the late 60s so that so two things one is it seems that having a light lip like you know sometimes almost when you look at photos it looks like people have white lips yes um that that was also perceived as more natural than what went on before, which was like peaches, apricots, and I guess. Ah. So that is, to me, again, the, the white, really light 60s lip. It's quite deathly. Yeah, I looks think. to me almost, to me that looks more unnatural, um, yeah. whatever that means. Um, and then the other thing that comes up a few times is sort of painting on freckles. Um, oh wow that's that that had a revival recently didn't it mm. i think that that's again like make like kind of rag doll territory i think maybe yeah although I, I mean i do i do think that really you should just think not necessarily do you make up like a drag queen but have that attitude that you know none of it is natural yeah exactly you're painting it on your face so just do what you fancy yeah because yeah it's it, it's like the whole idea is natural is just foolish. Mm. I mean, it's enticing and I get suckered into it regularly, but it's it's just an adjective we use to describe a particular look. Mm. Yeah. So uh, the other thing is when I when I was sort of looking into this, I was sucked in. I don't quite know by what at watching. Um, <laughs> The the um, Kardashians they've done another Calvin Klein commercial and there was a little oh, film, yeah. and I was watching the film and I was mesmerized by their makeup, which they did uh. the same for all of them, and um, it looked um, it was it is interesting. I mean I know that it's all about contouring and stuff, but it didn't look that much like that. It almost looked to me like it hadn't been finished. They looked so smooth and so just one surface their faces. Yeah. Um, but it did look very made up, which, whereas before I often, I, I know when I first came across Kim Kardashian, I was always mesmerized by her, her amazing skin and, um, and that she didn't look made up often. Whereas in that film, they look heavily made up, but then I guess it is for a photo shoot. So, um, when, when... I, I, it's also interesting the idea of makeup in relation to film and, and photography because mm. like one of the reasons that it that makeup advances in the 30s is because of makeup for cinema exactly it? and that's where the pancake comes in i think that's yeah what it was developed but also for. so so the so it's almost like civilians are doing a form of makeup that's making them ready for a cinema camera <laughs> even though they're not actually doing that mm. but that now you know I think it's fascinating the idea of, of doing it so it works better on Instagram yes or it works mm. better in selfies and maybe that's and where the highlighting also is 
yes, comes yes. in. Because mm. contouring can look incredible, of a, you know, in, in a photograph of someone on a red carpet or whatever. Mm. But then can look really bad just in everyday life mm. if it's if it's quite seriously done yeah. contouring. Yeah. Like, I put it that way. Yeah. I'm not sure how much people I how many people I encounter in real life who've done it. Um, I must must look at that a bit more. I mean, the thing is that I I just love looking at people's makeup. Yeah, me so too. I get completely distracted mm. by looking at their makeup and working out what they've done, which is not good when you're trying to have a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> That's my warning to you, bitches. I'm going to be looking at your makeup. Yeah, well, there's not much to see, I'm afraid. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'll be distracted in that particular instance. But well, I think it's... The, just... For me, it's you the know. eyelashes I'm always... Because I've never I've never tried fake eyelashes. Oh, I have. And um, I that that fascinates me when people do that. When they have, when they I mean, have a I lot of eyelashes. I was never very good at gluing them on successfully. It would take me a lot of attempts. Mm. Yeah, that's what I on. that's what I think would happen to me now. So I haven't even I haven't even tried. Yeah. It. Mm. I mean, I enjoyed the effect, but then they would really start to bug me after a while. Mm. That I just I didn't want them on me anymore. Yeah, my mother always oh. said it was really heavy, and I'm, mm. I don't think she used four glued together. I think she just no, I've never tried four. <laughs> so I mean, I admire the the dedication. Oh, to me have too. Four pairs. I think that's fabulous. Mm. Um, and I do, I think it's really interesting, like people who put like the individual lashes on or mm. little clumps and it is really, really lovely, but yeah, I don't really like, I mean, I don't really like the feel of a lot of makeup on, mm. yeah. um, on my eye, you know, yeah, it's too much. Mm. Um, so no, I'm going to stick to my highlighters for now. Okay. But, you know, I can't tell you what will happen in the future. Who knows? Mm. So but, but, we think the whole the idea of natural has thankfully been put to rest. It has by us. I don't know if it has by the beauty industry. Okay. But 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 you and I, we've put it to rest. Okay, great. We're just like, it's all painted on, honey, <laughs> and we don't care. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which... Which segues, interestingly, to what I've just been looking at this morning, mm -hmm. which is the amazing photographs Nick Knight has taken of Rihanna for the September issue of British Folk. Oh, Have you wow. seen them? Uh, let me just find find them. Um, okay. It, yeah. So, firstly, we have to be proud and fabulously overwhelmed because she's the first woman of colour on a September issue of British Vogue. Wow, that's taken some time. I know, it's 2018, mm -hmm. but it's happened, so that's, that's excellent. Good. Yeah. So thank wow, you, Rihanna, mm. Edward Phil, Nick Knight, and everyone else. But I'm kind of, I mean, I love the photographs, it's... so I'm interested in them and fascinated by them just as beautiful artworks. I'm super duper interested also in the amazing flower headdresses mm. that she's wearing because I think Azuma Makoto is just incredible and I love him. And then I'm also interested, so I'm coming at it three ways, <laughs> in it as a kind of commercial act, 
because she's wearing Fenty Beauty makeup. Mm-hmm. So it's she's embodying her brand and she's selling her brand. And also the way that it was really heralded on Instagram. And I find that a really interesting development that that the cover, you know, that you're you you know, it's building up excitement to buy the, the physical magazine by showing you the wonderful cover images mm. and the way it kind of lures you in. And then on our theme of makeup, I think it's kind of funny that it sparked all of these articles in like Vogue and Dazed and things about is this the return of skinny eyebrows? Yeah, I'm just looking at the photo and I wonder whether they shaved her actual eyebrows. Um... No, I think they've glued them down like ah. drag queens do. Um, wow. Yeah, I wonder it. It when I spoke to the women. I don't know actually. No, I don't think so. I don't know it. Well, then you can do a lot with Photoshop. Um, yeah. But when I when I spoke to the women, these eyebrows have been such a big thing for the last is it ten years or Probably. something like that. When I spoke to the women who were in the cosmetics industry in the sixties, I always said, "So what about eyebrows?" And they said, "Oh, we didn't bother about eyebrows." Um, we all, a lot of them said we'd plucked them to death. They didn't come back. So, you know, we just, eyebrows were just not something anyone seems to have been thinking about. So that's I mean, it is quite recent that it's become such a complete obsession. Mm. I mean, it is, it is interesting because it's as though each area of the face becomes monetized. Yes. In turn. Yeah. Doesn't it? And at the moment it's just, I don't know how many products she's got on her face I and mean, the makeup is amazing i wonder the who the makeup, makeup is artist incredible. is it's like is a, it's i think is amaya um french mm-hmm. so it's really i mean the shading and the eyes yeah and the eyelashes yeah the eyelashes are fantastic i mean Aren't there must they? be so many different ones all different yeah yeah i mean you and could I look at it for into, ages well i know i've been <laughs> staring at it for quite a long time this morning because i i got the magazine yesterday and then I've just been like looking at each photograph and staring at the different colours of eyeshadow and distribution. And let's not forget her amazing lips. Yes. Mm. They're incredible. Because some of these photographs remind me of um, Madame Yvonne. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like the Medusa, yeah. the, the Goddess series. Mm. Because the Goddess series uses interesting flowers in places. And just that because it's interesting it's funny um like in the i've read a couple of the articles about our skinny eyebrows back and you know what can we do if they are what should we do with our lives um but i'm interested because they they will kind of say it's looking back at john galliano doing this which is you know galliano doing 20s yeah and you know then like photographs of kate moss in the 90s with like drawn in skinny eyelashes and to me, it's just so much like films, like Garbo or someone. Yeah, they're, and that kind of draw, or or um, Dietrich, but also drag queen. But for me, there's also I didn't realize there were more images. So I've just I'm just looking yeah. at one where she seems to wear some sort of black flowery thing. Um, you see a bit more of her. It's not just a face. Oh, the one. And it looks like. It it, the, geisha headdress yes exactly the flowers look incredible they're just like mm. a geisha headdress but yeah, i do i did amazing. wonder what in japanese traditional 
traditional makeup is not the right word, but you know the makeup. No, you, like you, geisha you, makeup. Yeah. Whether, oh, yeah. What the eyebrow that's is. A good point. What yeah. the eyebrow is there. Um, oh my god, that's such a good reference. Well. Um. But there is something. Yeah, definitely. Um. Definitely. And again, the idea of makeup as performance and mm. kind of it's not natural. It's what we do. Um. But also, so what I like is like. You know, woman as a flower or aligned yes. with flowers is such a trad thing, but it it does something with it. Um, yeah, it's not it's not this sort of sweet, pretty. Exactly. Mm. No, I I I love that. I mean, I think Nick Knight is amazing. At, I mean, obviously he's an amazing fashion photographer, but he's so incredible at photographing flowers mm. as well. And I love the way it's like you get every kind of texture and tone of her skin and the makeup, but also of the flowers. And the way, can you see the one where she's got like two, I don't know if they're, are they Carla lilies, the like black lilies, like going diagonally across her head like a hat? No, I don't think I oh, can well, see that Oh, it's amazing. One. And mm. yes, they're quite sort of deathly. They're not, as you say, it's not like sort of Horrocks flower print dresses. No woman as flower it's it's kind of flowers as things which are threatening almost mm. in a good way mm. or kind of overpowering mm. i always remember um when when i did dma um at the courthold and aileen had one of these phrases which i just loved which was hot house femininity <laughs> which i really like because it's quite funny but it's also it sounds kind of overpowering and i like the idea of femininity being something that you can use yeah that way and i kept thinking it's rihanna doing hot house femininity yeah. isn't it it's it is. really because the blooms are really full it's really kind of erotic but it's also slightly deathly and threatening yeah the colors are oh yeah i see the one with the lilies now the colors are yeah. just so amazing i wonder how the long... colors are incredible i wonder i would have liked i it, do they have i must check whether they have sort of background video for the shoot or oh, something yes, we should look. because i the the orange gloves they just work yes. so well and i just wonder how long that took or whether they knew from the start you know the the yes it all works so beautifully together yeah mm. i mean in the article um edward and phil interviews rihanna and they they've they obviously had communications for a long time before they actually came to the shoot about you know like sending each other um you know images of clothes that they liked and references that they liked so it's clearly been very well planned and yet yeah, the, the, the styling is amazing and yes having that pink like cerise pink net bow and mm. then those neon gloves and the fuchsias it's really it's like you feel like you can smell the picture mm, it's yes. like it's so sort of multi-sensory and incredible and 3d um, as well sometimes yes mm. and i can't really believe that we're actually this excited about british folk <laughs> cover it's like it's only since edward Ern and phil got it because i never mm. used to even bother reading british folk and it's like now you're kind of thinking which day does it come out mm. i have to see it mm. um but yeah i just love it and i just Absolutely. Actually, I've just got some geishas, and it does seem like some of them have painted on, like, higher up okay. eyebrows. Mm. Mm. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and you must also, because I'm obsessed with his work, Azuma Makoto, who does the flowers, 
I really, really love his work because, you know, he did the Dries van Noten show a couple of years ago with the um, iced flowers. Did you see that? No, it was amazing. I didn't. Mm. Oh, my goodness. They're like these incredible, huge flower displays, but they're in big blocks of ice. And there's like film of him. You must look on like YouTube. There's film of him getting, like, putting them in iced water, first of all, and then, you know, making, putting them into a you know, freezing the water and then like with a blowtorch going over certain parts of it so that it's different densities oh, and incredible. shiny in some places. Because I think he's really, he's such a fascinating person because it's almost as though he's like this sort of, you know, gung-ho explorer from the old days, but it's with flowers. So there's like, yeah, using ice and there's this series he did, um, where he took like this, he he like built this uh, incredible sort of metal structure and then put flowers and made this enormous display and it's on ice fields somewhere in Japan like on Hokkaido um, Island in Japan and so it's him you know you always see those pictures of explorers you know and they look very hardy and they've got these enormous piles of anoraks on yeah. and they've got their little you know they, they've got their well he's got his backpack but it's got flowers in <laughs> so I love the way it's like hyper masculine but then kind of subverted and then there's like him you know dedicated as ever going and like spraying a bit more water on <laughs> looking at the icicles dripping from the blooms because he seems really interested in duration mm. of of like how um i saw this interview where he was saying that people say that a flower ages 10 years in a day and that they they live a maximum of 10 days and so he and he loves them for that whole period. Like he's he wants them to look beautiful and to watch them for that whole period, which I think is really wonderful and a metaphor for fashion, beauty, and age. Yes, I'm not saying anything because I'm looking at his website. I'm talking, his website. I'm oh my god, the front of his website. I, isn't it mm. mesmerizing? Mm. Mm. I have stared at this website for many hours. Mm. I have to confess. And there's there's like he sent they sent. They sent a bonsai tree and like a bouquet of orchids, I think it was, into outer space. So it's like thinking, where can you put flowers? But then, then like you recontextualize them with different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So like as the earth turns, there's different backgrounds of these flowers. And then um, flowers plunged into like deep sea. So there's fish and eels. Yeah, that's what I'm just seeing. It's incredible, isn't it? I would I like to like know. A... I'd like Go to on. know more about the flowers he's using. Yes. Whether there's, because it seems to be a mixture of mm. sort of fancy ones, but then not fa- fancy ones for yeah. want of a better term. That's not. Yeah, I mm. think that is an official florist. Term. Okay. Mm. <laughs> they're they're amazing, aren't they? I wonder if he'd like an intern, a completely unskilled, yeah. enthusiastic intern <laughs> who would just stare. And... I just stare and keep saying, mm. amazing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Probably wow. you would. Oh, thank it was you. All... For introduce... Sorry, thank you for Sorry. introducing me to him. That's... You are welcome. Mm. He is a gift. Yes. Um, and it also reminded me, this is much more mundane but also fabulous, of the Victor Stiebel overalls that he made for Constance Spry's florists in the 60s. Ah. Which... I am continually trying to push as, you know, a uniform for everyday life. Yeah. That, that they're sounds they're so lovely. Weird. They've got them at the V&A. Oh, really? I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah, they have an yeah. example. If you, if you like, Google Stiebel 
constant sprite that would okay. come up, I think. Okay. And he wanted like they wanted ones which were in keeping with, you know, constant spray and having wonderful flowers, but that they're also practical. Mm. And they're this beautiful colour, I don't know what you'd call that colour. Mm. Very pale grey blue, isn't it? I haven't brought them up yet. Um, well it's a bit like you know your lab coat when you're at school. But yeah. kind of a gorgeous You had lab couture. coats? We had lab coats. Oh wow. Which I still wish I had. And you had to have your name embroidered on them. Yeah, I, that's, that's, that's my aim. That's my stuff. aim is having something with my name or any name. <laughs> I, I go for any name embroidered on it. Oh, they are I, beautiful. I think be really nice. Have you found them? Yeah. We totally need to oh, wear them yeah. in our everyday life. I just think it would be really nice if like, I walked in my office, I put on my Victor Stiebel overalls, which mm. are the most beautiful. Like It's like a beautiful wraparound coat, isn't it? Yes really really nice with a deep pocket and and that meant i was ready to dress historian it up yeah I because i'm whether... now on the clock have you seen images of anyone wearing it one i'd love no, to see oh that my yeah, word. I must have we to need have to look. find that yeah. oh no there are on the vna website oh there are there yeah there are mm. <gasps> Wow. How glorious. Mm. Oh my goodness, yes. I've always just got <laughs> stuck on the first page, you see, and never... Mm. Oh, wow. Yes, it's like the most beautiful dressing gown slash lab coat mm. event. Yeah. And it's just perfect. Perfect, yes. Okay, so we need to find someone to make these for us. Yeah. And then, oh, I like the lady with her little scarf tucked into hers. Mm. That's very nice. Yeah. Um, you can make it your we, own. Yeah, and then we just need to to make the people we work with understand that this is this is how it goes now. Yeah, I don't think we that will a, be a problem. I don't think it would. Mm. I don't think it would. I th I think it would be marvelous. I'm yeah. sure all my students will wear them too. <laughs> we can be the weird course the where we all wear, wear lab coats. <laughs> well, on I that, I'd be so into that. On that amazing note. Yes. Um, All right. Let's Have dream about that. I'm definitely going to dream about that. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.